What is up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of The Gray Area. This is now episode three. Count them. Three now. One, two, three. And I have with me a very special guest. She's a very, I would say, a very strong and powerful young lady. <laughs> I welcome Her. DJ. What's up? What's up? Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good now. I'm pretty good now. Glad to be here. Mm. I'm very... I feel special. I feel like, you know... A celebrity. I feel like a celebrity. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it's pretty cool though. I like your little setup here. It's oh, thank nice. you, thank you. Pretty more professional than I thought it was gonna be. Oh, okay. Thought I thought we were gonna be talking through your headphone <laughs> mic. Headphone mic, just yeah. like right on there. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I was able to try to sound and look as professional as possible. You know. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's nice. It really yeah. is. So. Earlier, before we got on the air, or the air, before yeah. we started recording, <laughs> I guess what a proper term would be. Yeah, just. You were telling me about a certain show that I just needed to watch. Yes, Bojack Horseman. So, what is it about that show that I I need to see? That show, and it was just that one episode. I'll explain that one episode because it's fresh in my mind, and I've seen it so many times. What's, and what's the name of it? Uh, the View from Halfway Down. Mm. It's season six episode 15 it's like i said the finale and it, it came out on my birthday so that's why i was and i waited for it like it was so cool that the finale was coming out on my birthday that's the guy it's like a, it's on netflix right yes it's, it's a netflix original it's will arnett as a main character and this horse is like basically an addict an addict to pills addict to alcohol he's just an asshole and it's unforgiving in this show it doesn't sugarcoat shit it's super in your face meta this is what needs to be said this is how the world is this is how people are it's super in your face about everything it's mm. there's no no sugar coating um and that's what i love about it it's just raw so what um, about like this episode rather than oh you need to watch season one or you need to watch this season that season or just this episode? you just broke it down to you just need to watch this episode yes because like i said it's like it's it makes you think and it gives you that it makes you feel something and, and it's hard for me to sit through something how we were saying like the media today it's hard for me to sit through something today and that something that make me make me feel that feely like, <laughs> like, like that thought exactly like thought provoking. provoking exactly just super intriguing with everything that it captures so he relapsed he got clean in one of the past seasons or whatever he went to rehab or you know and it's kind of a montage of it and so is this like if you could categorize a show, like what what would it be? Like you know, comedy, suspense, like drama. There, it's its own. It, that's the thing about the show, dude. Yeah. It, it's its own fucking show because, like I said, it's like it's kind of like Rick and Morty. You know mm. how Rick and Morty super like deep, but it's also funny. Yeah. It's like Rick and okay, yeah, I can I can I can put it. It's Rick and Morty. It's just it's not as vulgar as Rick and Morty, and it's just like kind of like I said, just in here they break the fourth wall a lot. Okay. It's super just meta that's what i that's how i explain that show it's just meta well in the show he relapsed and he broke he's just he's high as shit this and is the guy that looks like a like a horse he's a horse oh, yeah he is, he a, is horse. a bojack horseman yeah the show's a cartoon that's what i'm saying mm. it's like, kind of like bob's burgers you know that cartoony like uh, and rick and morty uh, uh, tina, tina <laughs> and louise <laughs> i was watching that through the day um no nah, so it's it's definitely like that it falls under those family guy you know sh tv show mm type um in this episode it's his he he died he's dead like he overdosed mm. and it shows him in his head and there's a theory that he stays dead because in the show it kind of it 
they they fake you out in the next episode that the one i want you to watch but in the one i want you to watch he's dead and he's in his mind and he's at a table with people who have died throughout the season spoiler alert yeah spoiler <laughs> I, I i feel like not a lot of people watch this fucking show though so i can just like talk about it it's one of his old producer friends he's he's a washed up hollywood star in the show so they're in hollywood mm. you know um one of the co-worker co-stars that he grew up with was like a little girl and they started and she actually overdosed earlier in the show and they were like best friends he was with her like it was just a big she was a big part of the show his mom was in there and the show cuts the show cuts back from back and forth from his shitty childhood mm -hmm. to his shitty adulthood so everything's there's so many different characters and it's all in depth so the show is explaining and they're like at this table they're having dinner he gets served pills as his dinner like as the last like supper whatever and everybody gets everything else and they're talking about their life they're talking about their death secretariat is his dad and he played secretariat in the show because he's an actor you know that's was his one of his star roles or whatever but anyways i explain the only way i can explain it is like as ego death it's your brain going through what it needs to go through it's not mm. really a heaven and there's this what he's kind of like, like a big realization yes when they start when it, it the the episode starts it shows sarah lynn as a little girl and bojack horseman he's like an old man now and they open the house they open the door to the house they walk into the room and they're chasing this bird out mm. him and his dead uncle his dead mother this dead co-star that he used to work with and the other guy who the producer of a show or whatever and they're chasing this bird out and the bird is a red cardinal and it represents death mm. they chase it out you know um later in the they're having dinner he they hand him a, a bottle of water and he's like why does it taste like chlorine because he overdosed and then got in the pool and he he's drowning in the pool so every time he looks up from his little dream or whatever with these this last supper people he sees his body floating in the pool mm. it's just super deep and it's just it makes you think i like i said i texted driving to watch it and he said he's had an ego death trip like that mm. like that and that's what it's called that so it's it's people who take like ayahuasca What's and like ayahuasca is like a a leaf that's like a 10 day trip oh 10 days and it's a crazy journey if you ever so you, if gotta, you have like, the time look it up like it's really interesting so you gotta like you'll definitely have to take off from work before yeah, you oh for sure yeah va vacation yeah <laughs> build up to time. it exactly <laughs> dude it's super cool um there was another show on netflix that touched on alaska a little bit but yeah that's, that's interesting I'm, i've never heard that until like that's crazy. at this moment what yeah dude look it up you're gonna fall down a little rabbit hole yeah, I'll, I'll probably i tend to do that when i'm just looking up like you know pool floaties <laughs> what? <laughs> you, never, you never seen page two of Google? Pool floaties from pool floaties to ayahuasca. I mean, you never know. Have you done like a? I don't know. It's like a. It's a little game. It's like a. I don't. Know, I forgot what the game was, but it's like a Wikipedia thing. If you go to Wikipedia like and you a, start clicking different yeah, links, yeah, 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 you'll end up on something like, like totally, dark web? <laughs> like totally different. I mean, not Is that, that what extent. you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, onion. You'll need an onion router to do all that. Yeah, but then but, the feds will probably pop mm. you before you any do anything. Unless yeah, like the, it, you dark it, web, right? like deep web, like I think for that you have to know what you're doing before sure. you do before you do it. Not like get it and then figure out what you're gonna do. You have to know what you're doing before you do it. That's why it's supposed to shady people on there. because, yeah. like, they know. Yeah, but I don't think it's all bad, but it just gets overshadowed by the amount of bad that's well, on there. a lot of it is through, like, like Bitcoin and, like, what is it? Like, e-money. Not, like, e-money. Like, the e-currency. Yeah. The cryptocurrency yeah. and shit. It's all... It's not real money, so that's... I don't know. That shit's, that's, that shit's scary. I mean, I think the scariest part about it is, like, you can't if you're good enough 
like most of the bad people are on this (laughs) you won't be caught you won't be caught like hackers like did you see those like russian or like iranian hackers when all that shit was going down with trump at the beginning of the year in january we almost went to like war with iran were you following all that? I mean, I was following it for the the most part, but I didn't hear anything about hackers. Things. Yeah, the hackers, like, I don't know. They got onto, like, this page, and they were, like, putting, like, knives in Trump's head and, like, blood, like, animations, like, trickling down, like, just, like, a bunch of, like, revenge on, on the U.S. I mean, I think... Did you think we were really going to go to World War Three? No. Me either. No. I didn't either. That, that, no. It was kind of, I remember, like, I was texting my dad. And I was that's, like, one of the only things like, I can talk to my dad about is, like, politics. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, when something's going on, I'm like, hey, did you hear about this? So, like, when Trump got, um, when he first got impeached, I, th- I remember I texted my dad. I was like, Trump got impeached. He was like, it's not going to happen. Like, they don't have anything against him. Like, it's just. Yeah, like, and plus, like, the they have to go through, like, the house and stuff like yeah. that. House or, like, Senate. Did you see Nancy Pelosi ripped up his speech yeah. right behind him, bro? I've seen all the She's the memes savage, about that. Man. I've seen all the videos about that. It was like there was this one. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what it this was. This is crazy. It was like um, <coughs> it was this one. It was like a, it was like, he's supposed to be like this white country guy. He has like, he has like this hat on, like a trucker hat. Magic hat. <laughs> no, it was a, it was like a trucker hat, and then like the the mustache yeah. that goes all the way down, almost yeah. like a goatee, but it's like, not a goatee. Um, Joe Dirt. Yeah, kind of like a mustache like that. And then he had like the shades on, but this is on all on Nancy Pelosi's face. Mm-hmm. And it said, <laughs> Gang uh, life. On the on the paper. Yeah. It shows her looking at the paper, and then what's on the paper, and her ripping it up. Mm-hmm. So it shows the face, <laughs> and then she's reading the paper. What's on the paper says it was like, uh, uh, just because your truck's big doesn't mean uh, doesn't compensate. It was like it was like a dick joke on people yeah, with big big trucks. Big yeah, trucks. I and then it all just time. rips it up. <laughs> <laughs> That it's reminds funny. me of like that that one thing that it was like uh it was like one of the Arthur memes. It was like it was like, like a sign. Meme? Oh no, it was the one with like the sign. It was like, um well too bad I can't read or something oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's DW. Yeah. That bitch is savage. That's a, Fuck yeah. That's a weird Shoo? name. DW? DW. Hey, my name is DJ. But kinda... there's like I guess you're right. That's like a normal DW Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly. Uh. Nah, I was gonna I think it'd be a cool name would be like Wolfgang and people call you like Wolfie, you know? That like, was like, um, was it, I think Amadeus, that was, yeah, Wolfgang, yeah, Amadeus, Mozart's Mozart. name, yeah. Also, uh, Tyler the Creator. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's his name. Golfwang. Yeah. That is his middle name. Ooh. What? What's his middle name? <laughs> Wolfgang is his first name. Amadeus is his middle name and the Mozart is his last no, name. No, you were talking about Tyler. You said that's Tyler. Oh. That's not his No, name. his brand was like uh, Golfwang. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, you you know that. what I'm saying. No, you so. said that was his name. <laughs> I don't even think that's his name. I think his name. What's his real name? Tyler. O- no, it's probably Tyler something like Okinawa. It's probably something like. Mm, like <sighs> he said it before. I can see like Jerry. It's not Jerry, bro. <laughs> this is like Jerry it's or something. It's not Jerry. It's a uh, Salem. Salem. No. Haley. <laughs> oh, you heard he uh, apologized to like Bruno Mars and stuff. I did not. I think he, I don't. I haven't, I'm not on social media a lot. That's what. That's like just, it wasn't anytime recently. It's just like oh. it happened because you know the line in like Yonkers where he's gonna stab Bruno Mars. Like, yeah, it's like God dang esophagus. <laughs> Bruno Mars is out here vibing, right? Yeah, yeah. Bruno Mars is pretty live. Dripping infinite. You know he yeah. wrote like a lot of people's songs for them. 
Oh yeah, he like, was like tons an, of songs. Yeah. Like I looked up and it's like a lot of songs. It's like a, like, a, like I think Lady Gaga's songs. Some of her songs are written from him. Every, nobody writes their own shit nowadays. Everybody knows that. Uh, I think CeeLo Green's like "F You" that song. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's an old song. I remember watching that shit on VH1. Yeah. Right. <coughs> Which show? VH1. I know which show. You said I remember watching that show on. No, the video. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, I gotcha. Nah, everything. Justin Timberlake's early Saturday mornings. That was a good, or like, that was clean in Saturday mornings. Mm. You know, we'd like, every Saturday we'd clean, me and Olga. Mm. And we'd put on VH1. Just be, we'd be vibing morning, out, we'd scrubbing. Be vibing out, scrubbing, exactly. Sweeping. You hear mm. me wheezing, bro? What? You hear me wheezing? Yeah, I mean, don't you have asthma? Yes, I have asthma, bro. That's just been <laughs> bad lately. I just went to the doctor today. Do you have an inhaler? <laughs> In my purse. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah, I, I'll be all right. I had asthma for a little while, and I also had that, that hole in my heart. I don't know if you remember. I remember. Do, I do. And Cleo. <laughs> she actually brought her dog with her. So if you hear any, like, pitter-pattering, it is my her dog doggy running around. Holy oh, shit, down. Shit, dude. Oh, she almost knocked over everything. Can you grab her, honey? <laughs> I brought my boyfriend too. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I totally forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, let's, we'll just we'll just you know pick up anywhere. We'll just pick up. So, I think we should change topics anyway um, and go into like a, um, I guess like a different note. Uh, I guess a, I don't know if it's like a serious tone. What? Oh, I know, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about um, the hole in my heart. Oh yeah. So recently, what I was happened? like, um, I was going to doctors and stuff, mm-hmm. and I realized like before, doctors would like when they would listen to my when they go through like the, their different procedures when they get to the heartbeat, mm-hmm. they would listen, and then they'd make a face when they get to my heart, <coughs> and I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, it's, I, it's I just my, my heart. yeah, it's just a, it's just a VSD. This but, girl broke it. Uh, I never got over it. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, <laughs> no, but um, there was a there's a hole in my heart, and then that's what I have to explain to them. Yeah. And then they'll be like, <clears throat> they'll be like, oh, okay, and then I would just continue on whatever I was there for. Yeah. But recently, like, I would go to the doctor, and they would listen, and then they would just go on like nothing happened. So I was like, hmm. The hole's closing. And then I was like. <laughs> I asked, like, you know, if it, um, because they said, like, it's either going to close up or it's just going to kind of stay, like, really, really small for, like, a good majority. Mm -hmm. And it's going to stay small. Like, it won't close up, but it's going to stay, like, really, really small. Like, it got to, like, I think, like, the size of, like, a, if, like, you dot a pin on a piece of paper. Wow. So it was, like, almost gone. Yeah. And, but then I guess it kind of stopped for a certain point. Yeah. And then one of the doctors told me, like, there is like a bunch of cases like i guess i didn't i just didn't educate myself there's like a bunch of cases where it just it just goes around it just time. it just closes up spontaneously what the hell yeah that's crazy and i got everything done and it was, it was closed up there you go yeah. tony just got that heart surgery Tony's really brother. yeah and he's he, it's done with he's over with he can do whatever he fucking wants like they like just what they do like put a new heart it was in like him. a laser or something and they like laser beamed something in his little heart like I don't know. I, I really don't know how what to say. I remember. So what? What exactly like w- was? So SVT is where your heart beats too fast. Mm. 
It's and a like hard on sickle mode <laughs> basically <laughs> and he could die like it could just like if it started beating too fast like i don't know where it could just like start it stop like beat itself to death <laughs> just um, beat it <laughs> <laughs> i thought the same thing but nah um so yeah and like tony couldn't play sports for a long time that's why he's mm. in theater <laughs> um but i mean now so he got that surgery and they were scared you know my mom was like oh my god you know um i remember I went to that surgery that day. I took off work. <clears throat> but he's fine now. Everything's good. Yeah, we, uh, me, him, and uh, Draven were skating around uh, downtown not I too long ago. I saw that. Y'all look, those were good pictures. Yeah, we were we were out there. It was like, uh, I didn't get home till like 6 a.m. that night. Damn. But, but it was just cool because I never seen. Y'all hooligans. Yeah, I never seen uh, downtown that empty. Really? It was just. Was it cold? Not really. It was really. just the time. Not really. It wasn't that cold. Where the hobos at? <laughs> there's they, always hobos they were just they were just asleep okay. like there wasn't so it was quiet. I, I was worried about like maybe like you know somebody just you know they would just Muggers. trip in and they would just kind of like you know just attack where, like why are you skating here like sporadically and stuff like that yeah. but um no it was just <clears throat> it was weird just seeing downtown like just so empty yeah like we were on the road and like skating like in on the middle the, road yeah <clears throat> like Damn. on some like movie like you know if you like panned up and yeah it's just, yeah like, yeah skating on the road you felt like you were in a movie what is that there's a movie with like Paul Rodriguez and like it's like skate world or skate land or something <laughs> it's all like, but, dramatic skater boy you know but it was cool though um, <clears throat> so yeah and he, he didn't he didn't really have any like like problems on the like selling out but he did nah. like he did like bust one of his wheels off one of the times Damn. we went I think there was a bunch of like bumps yeah and he was going and I think it's just like burst a bearing or something yeah I've done that before and then like <clears throat> cause like Draven went I went and then Tony went and, and then, then like it's just like I saw him like wobble and I turned around and he's like flaring and like he didn't hit the ground but he was like flailing, yeah, he was, like, flailing. <laughs> and that kid's skinny so it probably yeah. looked funny man he's <laughs> like he's like yelling i turn around and his board is yeah. on like three wheels and it's like in the ground i was <laughs> like oh my god whatever and then we just had to walk back from where we we're at we, we were on like the opposite side of downtown from where we actually Damn. parked yeah and we just kind of walked back from there but it was cool it i was used really to cool. go so whenever i lived in my apartment it was like near obt and in OBT, it's pretty run down, and that's whenever I'd go graffiti. Mm. Like it was super cool. It'd be like two in the morning, and I, it was all, it was always on like a Saturday night, like Saturday like two a.m. because I didn't work Sundays. Why why graffiti? Like out of like <clears throat> any other thing? Cause you know, I like so I paint, and I draw, and I like to like be creative, you know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> like why not with just that shit. why not just paint because and draw of, and then. What what drew you to like graffiti specifically? Uh, the adrenaline rush, mm, like the, about the to get night time. <laughs> just just the fact that I know what I'm doing. Not a lot of people can not only do it, but like get away with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. It was just that was where I was at in that time, mm-hmm. and I remember it was like I'd literally go like you see how little I am, like fucking two three in the morning sometimes till till like house like six in the morning yeah you gotta turn sideways and nobody will see you my finger dude (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) remember that fish from spongebob that's what i just thought of in my head you're a dick nah but dude my fingers would like swell up and be like numb the next day from like pressing so hard for so long yeah that shit is crazy and a lot of times it was a lot of words or like just like just random little like squiggle not squiggles but like little drawings and mm. shit like just funny shit because <clears throat> you know i was maybe a little under the influence mm. you just know vi- just vibing just vibing, just vibing. They, late they at night you know <laughs> yeah, i lived alone so yeah. it was it was 
I didn't like staying indoors unless I was that tired. You mm. know, I had this little closet in my room because I had two closets in that in my room. And I literally I made one of them a smoke closet and I'd smoke my blunts in there because mm. I didn't want to smoke my blunts outside because I lived in the ghetto and I would have got shot up, <laughs> you know, being a young <laughs> female. Dead ass this one time, this grown ass man knocked on my door. It was about 9 p.m. Um just to fucking introduce himself bro he was like yo my name's like rj or something like i was like and i didn't have no strap you know i was fucking i was 18 years old Mm. like by myself and i I had seen him around the apartment complex before did you have like the little like open door and it's like that chain i had two chains and a lock yeah two chains chains. (laughs) fuck yeah no dude dead ass um and i'd keep my gun not my gun my knife on on me i didn't have a gun uh i had like three knives i have i had a taser um, I was just super. I had to be really cautious. Do you have pepper spray too? I, I don't. Uh, but uh, like sometimes pepper spray backfires. Like, I guess yeah, I, I, like, I, I can see you. Fuck off! I see you pulling out of panic. His face all around and like. But I think that'd be kind of good though. Like the guy would just be like, mm. "What the fuck in <laughs> this bitch?" And just kind of walk back. Maybe it's I don't a, want her. <laughs> Story of my life. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you brought two loving companions with I you. I know. I told you, look what, look how far I've came. Yeah. Like, I'm in a good, you know, 2019. Like I said, it was a shitty year for everybody. So how old are you right now? I just turned 19. You just turned 19. Like, last week. And when were you living on your own? How old were you? I had just turned 18 because yeah. I turned 18 January 31st. And then I got kicked out late february late because february. i got approved for my apartment like march 6th or something like mm. it was the beginning of march and then how how was like <clears throat> okay it finished i'll ask you no nah, i was i was gonna say like it took me a lot to get approved for an apartment like I, that's what i was saying i was I, I slept in my car for a little bit and i stayed with um this friend of mine that i finally told because for a while nobody knew what was going on you know like mm-hmm. i'd because st- i'd go to school like i'd go to school yeah. i'd get ready in the bathroom <clears throat> in the morning which kind of sucked i'd shower um i snuck into the gym one morning and then i showered at brooklyn's house just pretend you know like i was like dude let me spend the night tonight mm-hmm. like let's sh- and she didn't know i like was out i was just like dude yeah. like yeah let's get like fucked up tonight and we did and i, I like i'd stay there one night um but like I said, like three nights I was in my car. Uh, one was in a Home Depot parking lot, which I that was probably I didn't really sleep. I never really I didn't sleep like those when I was in my car. It was kind of like you yeah. just kind of sitting there. This one night I drove around. It was just so like I said, it was it was rock bottom, and you know it's rock bottom. It's like you're in that moment, and there's nothing. There's really nothing you can do about anything. You know what I was? Mm-hmm. I had. It's really it's when you figure out that you only have yourself Mm. truly like family doesn't mean shit you know friends don't mean shit nothing means shit until you got your back if you do not have your own back you can't have shit and you can't build on anything yeah that's what i think a lot of people have to like realize um just have to because i think a lot of people they put too much on other people like they exactly. to put they I put too much on their family and then when their family like either fails them or lets them down or when the friend like their best friend is like oh no man we're like we're, we're basically family like that's yeah. how close friends are and then yeah. like when that friend like i guess kind of lets you down in a certain way you're like oh man and then like you don't know how to recuperate but, exactly. but i think if you find like you know yourself and like um let you, me kind of simplify it if you 
if you could find a way to like find true happiness within yourself Mm -hmm. you won't really depend on anybody to like supply that for your peace once you find your peace you won't and that's so cliche everybody says that now like on twitter or whatever but it's true but exactly it's true like you've you've got to find the peace yourself in order to obtain it um and i I truly believe that going through what i've been through and then whenever other people know like what i've been through or like when they like wouldn't like like they find out or whatever they always have like the same reaction and they like get like real awkward and it's like i'm fine like i'm yeah. here like look where i'm at right now that's what i'm saying like i live in a fucking condo on the waterfront bro mm. with the love of my life like dead ass just living life like every day with my best friend like shout out tay shout out tay tay <laughs> <laughs> shout out t back here chilling yeah we have like a we have a gorgeous dog and we're just when we met i was working at kia and then i quit and then we made the decision to move in together he was in my little ear you know we dated for about three months before i was like i you can be my boyfriend you know like i'm gonna let you be my boyfriend okay so there was like um it wasn't you made it to where it was like just because we're dating doesn't mean like we're like boyfriend and girl like established no yeah for sure no a lot of people uh, me me being still i had that him that arm out you know to everybody i had just gotten betrayed by my parents you know my dad broke my heart before you know any other man is like and that sounds so cliche but that's that's literally that's that's true you know and that that gives you a certain strength i hate i mean uh, i don't hate saying that it really does though um and like i said i like i I love my dad i love my mom and we, we still talk today i'm having dinner i'm having dinner with them wednesday night but the relationship's not gonna be the same ever mm. and it's we can be civil and yes they're my parents but once i move out of the state you know once i once i get out on my own i don't want to hear you know certain things and i'm, I'm not even gonna like go there but you need to you need to go through i needed to go through that to get where i'm at now and i don't regret it and i don't i wouldn't change a thing you know yeah it happened i'm a better person because of it i grew from it and i can not only be a better person for me but when i see other people going through something similar it's easy for me to like be like and truly say and like relate to them like empathize it's gonna be okay number one and number two you've just if you're not gonna push through it it's not gonna happen that's what a lot of people don't get. They're not motivated. They're not in the right mindset. I think it's because a lot of people they'd rather have like they, they're they're the, comfortable. They they want to have the, they want to be comfortable. They want to be be comfortable. And then when they're once they're in like a bad situation, mm-hmm. they can't. Um, it. It's either one of two things. It's either gonna, they're going to buckle down and find a way out of it, mm-hmm. fight or, or flight, or they're just going to crumble and want people's sympathy. That's a yeah, and that's a lot. Of, that's what you see a lot on the internet. I watched this thing on YouTube. It's kind of like a podcast. It's like beggars. Begging choosers is what it's called, and it's like just shitty people being shitty people. Um, but everybody now is so entitled. Yeah. Every everybody you see, it's give me this, give me that. Look at my face, you know. Yeah. Buy this because it has, it makes you prettier. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, live your fucking life. If you want to smoke cigarettes because it makes you happy, fucking do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just everything's everybody's so, so focused on the wrong things nowadays. It's 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 depressing and it's hard to it's hard to keep myself you know grounded when the world's crumbling around me you ever heard that yeah um it's just hard not to focus on the shittiness yeah i mean we're talking about the social media yeah i get off instagram you know i'll scroll and i'll scroll through 
like maybe 20 minutes i get off and i'm i feel shitty about myself bro i I catch myself like why don't i have that why don't i look like that like why can't i do that you know yeah and when um me and um me and a uh, player one in the previous podcast um i haven't came, it hasn't came out yet <laughs> it, 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 it's on the way it's it, cool. it's in the edit process right cool, now cool, cool. so I'm by excited. the time this is out that'll be out i'm excited and so me and him were talking about we and him were talking about the social media stuff we were talking about how um if you're like kind of just on there roaming around mm-hmm. it's not bad but once you start like you know the term like like you said going through a rabbit hole and you just start like, yeah you start on there and you're just like looking and looking you're seeing all these things it's you're seeing all these things and everything else and then you're just kind of like in a, it puts you in a bad spot yeah it and you in a bad you place don't re- nobody realizes it because it's that they crave that instant gratification from other people that instant like that's why I like likes like exactly when you post a picture and then you got like you got like a thousand likes yeah. like oh man mm. and you just keep trying to chase it and it's, then you feel it's bad addicting. you feel bad if like you post a picture and you're like wait you get 20 wh- likes why does why does this picture have like 500 likes and this picture has 499 i saw you what delete did, that what, shit what, what, what did i do what did i do yeah yeah and yeah. it's like it may, really they does. might not do it to like that like craziness of extent some people do but like, some people do but it's definitely in everybody's head Oh, for sure. I know it's in everybody's yeah, head. It's in everybody's head. It's like, oh, they post something and it doesn't get the same likes. And it's like, oh, maybe like maybe I just didn't look that good. Yeah. And you just start like, it's, you know, it just you starts spiraling. You break yourself down. You break yourself down and nobody can build it back up because you broke it down. You know, when you break it down, you got to build it back up yourself. Um, dead ass. That's why I, de- I deactivated my Twitter. I had Twitter for a little bit and, you know, it was, it was cool. Um, but I couldn't do it. And I was like not even a year i was on i saw one of those cartel videos mm. where this guy was alive and he they ripped his heart out while he was alive i got super nauseous i just felt sick and i, I literally after i saw the video i deactivated my fucking twitter and i never went back but i guess that's <laughs> like, like kind of some of the that realness you were talking about we're so desensitized nowadays yeah. i mean i can't i wouldn't look at like you know uh, there was a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was like "Don't Fuck with Cats" or something like that. Have yeah, you seen that? I haven't seen it, but I've seen the, the like, cover picture like, I was talking about. I like even that stuff. Like it still kind of makes me like queasy. Like I'm not gonna yes. sit here and act like I'm like I'm not gonna also like run to the bathroom and throw up. But nah. I'm not just gonna sit there like oh, it's unsettling. I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> feel no pain. No, yeah. like I feel something. Like yeah. that's like kind of like dang. But I don't. Wanna, oh. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But I do think you should. I think I do think you should check out that. Um, Bet. It's a, it's a big Don't thing with with, with uh, social media too. You let me know when you watch that episode of Budget Horseman if you don't remember it. Literally, just hit me up, like you know, and I'll tell you. Um, it's like maybe a twenty-five minute long. Twenty-five? No, okay. yeah, it's not, it's not long. That's what I'm saying. But I've seen. Is that about what is Don't Fuck with the Cats about? Why okay, you say is it like don't fuck with cats when uh, you brought up the desensitizing yeah. and then you brought up like the because we are yeah. that video and those are everywhere now you will you can see those anywhere and everywhere and pe- people think it's cool like people like want to do that no people also like um I don't know, a lot of like girls joke around they're like oh i can't wait to give me like a, a, a narcos boyfriend oh, i'm like, like do you know what dude, they don't like they you don't. know what they're attached to so like when you're me. scared about human trafficking their their names are right they're, underneath they're, they're, that. They're the ones doing it. That's have you ever seen? I know you've seen it. Um, uh, and watch. Yeah, that's that a great movie. is the that is the greatest representation of 
the cartel and how they get away with shit, bro. Like, remember that, that he had that pot of pozole? Yeah. And he knocked all the fucking money and cocaine out? That shit's crazy. All the chopped up body parts they found in that house? That shit is real. Yeah. I will scream it. My, my mom had cousins out there in Mexico that got shot. Like, what is it called? Drive-by? Uh, no, like like execution style. Oh. Bags over their heads, in the back of the head, you know? They were like her second cousins. That She got that call a long time ago. But that shit's real. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that because a lot of people aren't exposed people to like the real that, world. Though. People want to see that. It, But a lot of people um, now, like, they think, like, um, a lot of people are, like, really sheltered. So yes. it doesn't hit them when they see it. A lot of, it's not going to hit them, like. Sheltered. If, like, yeah, like, right here in Atascacita, I don't think a lot of people think, oh, that's not, that's not going to happen to me, like. Like, oh, kind of... Yeah, but look at Atascacita. Look where we live. Look where you live. Okay, but... I mean, where you live... I mean, this... Okay, when you, I live in Humble, bro, mm-hmm. I watched a fight. I watched some kid get stabbed in the throat with a pencil. Like, get Humble's pretty ghetto. Where we're at right now in Nassau Bay, I get looked at all the time because I'm not white. We live in a in the, in the uh, condo, bro. Oh, snooty. It, yes, very. It's a bunch of <laughs> old white people. And I drive a, a banged up Taurus and they all drive Mercedes and like fucking somebody, brand new Lexus. Do they like, HOA tried to get on my ass. They tried to tow my fucking car. When when you park, do they like leave like two parking spaces like in between you? Dead ass. <laughs> it's like. Dead ass. Like, Kendall, be careful when you're opening the door. Right? No, exactly. There's like, there's no kids there. I barely see any kids. My taillight was busted out. Um, and they tried to tell me something about it. And my registration's been out because that car's banged up. Because after I wrecked my Lexus mm-hmm. outside of my apartment complex, that car was totaled. You know, I had to buy, I bought this Taurus off my homeboy for $250. And I, $250? I fixed it on myself because it was broken, bro. People buy shoes cost more I, than that. I, I know, <laughs> nigga. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was by myself, dude. I was on my own, still in high school, working a part-time job. I didn't ha- I hadn't secured that job at Hooters yet. Hmm. So my homeboy, Goody, he knew it was what it was going on. Um, he was like, yeah, just, you know, come after school. When you get off work, we'll do this. And we replaced the battery. And I, like I said, I had to fix that cruise control thing um, a few days after I got the car. Mm. That car's still running pretty strong, you know. I've been, and right now, I'm, I, since I have a better job, I've been saving up. I just did my taxes today. Okay. Like, I, I know how much my tax return is going to be. You know, that's cool. Big mate, a little bit. We're going to help out. Balling. You know, we, we're getting shit done. Um but like I said, okay, so from where, you know, being, you know, broke as shit, sleeping in my car to, you know, car shopping now, it's it's surreal. The the, the fact that it happened so slowly, so painfully slowly. I think. But in I the th- blink of an eye, it's over with. Like, I'm, I'm out of the struggle, you know? I think like a year. I think. And it's you, been a year. I think a year. This month, it's, it's, it's a year that I I've been out of the house. Even a year? I would say that's pretty quick, even like compared to like somebody who's like. You, imagine doing it another year mm-hmm. like i would say a year is like still pretty quick i know so, it's like and I, I, I know like a day it. may seem like years and years a lot of that has to do with taylor mm. we met and i was not looking we dude we fucking met on tinder mm. like I had gone out. I would. I had like three Tinder dates a fucking Saturday night, bro. I was that. I didn't give a fuck. You know, I was lonely as shit, doing my own thing. And he was. I, I tell you, I, I curved. I curved him the first time, because I was like, he's just another one of those like Tinder like 
gross niggas you know sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, so i curved him and then he kept trying and he was super sweet and i remember we were talking about tarantino movies and it just it, it happened out of nowhere and mm. we started hanging the first time we hung out it was like crazy like i he ubered me to his place um it just i i hate saying he, he literally so we you know we dated for three months and we met in san antonio and he told me he was like i'm gonna save you from the ghetto <laughs> like and he did he saved me from the hood like he saw where i was living and we were having dinner in san antonio the night he asked me to be his girlfriend he was like so now that that's out of the way that business you know because it took a while to get there he was like i don't like where you live you know you're too good for where you're living at um i feel like i can help you you know and it took me a while to really say yes see i think that's um i think that's very like um i guess a good term would be admirable because like a lot of people they would just go straight to like help me out help me out help me out as soon as they find like as soon as they latch on to something good it's like help me out and then like they kind of like dry that source out Mm -hmm. and then they ended up they end up cutting ties and burning bridges with that Mm -hmm. i guess good source that's why it's important a lot of people nowadays with relationships they just rush into that shit it took i got to know him ladies (laughs) i got (laughs) to know him before i not only let him see who i really was but i I, so like i said i didn't want to know who people were who who guys were I was there for one thing and one thing only for dinner, number yeah. one. And if I felt them, you know, if I deemed them worthy, you know, they, we could chill, we could talk, you mm-hmm. know. Like it was like, oh, it was. It's a privilege. Like what? I, that's what I told Taylor when we first met. That's what I told every nigga. That's what I told every guy. Um, <laughs> I value my time and my energy, and if I give it to you, it's it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, and that's how everybody should be. You know, it's not. People waste a lot of time with people who just want to waste their time. Yeah. My time's more important than that. You know, it's a, it's a privilege to hang out with me. And that's, how, that's where I'm at. I, I, that's better than thinking, like, you know, like, so low of yourself, I think. It's it's better to think, like, you know. Yeah, that, you I know, agree. It's, you want to have a good self-esteem, like, a good to where you're not, like, you know, like, too arrogant to where it's, like, you know, people, just, like, don't want to be around you. But, like, good enough to where, like people know you have like mm-hmm. a good head on your shoulders exactly. and you're not like easily manipulated manipulated like yeah. you can't be easily manipulated exactly. there. it's not and it's not even that dude it's like it's not that i think i'm better than anybody else it's that there's a lot of people out there that just want to take 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 from you and mm-hmm. me being in that position i did have money and i was selling weed mm-hmm. and i didn't let anybody in my apartment except like the people who had the key to my apartment to to, to move the packs like i had I, 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 and i miss him so much fifth ward we were talking uh taylor taylor knows who fifth ward is taylor fifth ward used to show with me at the apartment complex um and we had our little you know gang 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 you know it was really cool they were like my big brothers they were like my they're like 40 years old dude we were we were chill. they were like my protectors there like we made a nice little bond and i met so many great people over that span of time in my life you know mm-hmm. and it was just it was crazy my neighbor across from my, from my apartment complex um like my neighbor he was a dominican and he talked about his kids and how his wife divorced him and how she's american and he thought all americans were just greedy you know and just the way he explained americans changed a lot of the way i treated people who didn't because you know sometimes you catch yourself and it's like what like 
what are you saying you know like when you can't understand somebody like i'll be the first to admit like i'm like, like what like physically like like if they're like, speaking spanish like, yeah what or not say? even spanish he was like i couldn't understand his his tone of voice and when i'd sit there and like have a conversation with them sometimes some of the words i and i it was that we are the relationship was so respectful towards one another it was like i don't what did you just say like i didn't understand what you just said mm. and he would do the same thing to me like what does that mean i don't know what that means um my best not my best i don't want to say my best friend this big old um lady who lived next door to me <laughs> she was funny as shit dude she drove a mustang and she's always in scrubs i used to sell bud to her mm. and she was always like if you need pork chops you need milk you come over baby you need anything you come over here you know she was so i just everything everybody there was so giving and so it was such a nice community but it was in the ghetto mm. like so some that was that wasn't far you remember that video that baytown cop who shot that lady was she like pregnant yeah she wasn't pregnant she was saying she was pregnant oh, she was okay, crazy okay, okay, okay. i have that video on my phone yeah <laughs> that was right down the street actually hmm. that tells you where i was at okay um so like i said meeting taylor it really I, i'm blessed because i would still be in that apartment today i had a, a year lease you know with that a year a contract with that apartment complex and they were running me for my money dude it was a, it was it wasn't that nice of a place it was really expensive it was 805 a month Jeez. i was paying car insurance separately you know um i honestly i'll be sure i did i had to get on food stamps and dude my parents gave me hell for that like not really hell but i can't tell you how many slick ass comments they made at me like jabs whenever i would like hang around them or when mm. i go visit and it just oh so hard what do you think <laughs> um, just... how do you think um y'all came to terms to actually like be around each other again because i know whether like um anything like that happens like you know you have to leave the home under certain circumstances like what made it seem like okay now you know we can hang around each other now what when... what was that what was that what was that i guess that point a couple months a couple months I couldn't even be civil with them for a while. And, you know, I mean, you have, you know, we know who your parents are. Mm -hmm. You know, we know the issues we have with our parents. Um, we You can't just cut them off. That's what I've learned. You can't. And it's it's the Lombrania way. You know, yeah. we've heard that, you know, you just you go cold on somebody. You don't you don't talk to them no more. Um, when it went, I went a couple months without talking to my dad. I'd only talk to my mom and I talked to my mom through my dad. Like my and my dad would be like. How's DJ? What was I haven't talked to her? Like asking my mom, my mom would be telling me all this, you know, like dad wants to know how you are. Dad asked about you today, and I was like, mom, if he cared about me, he would ask me himself, you know. Like my dad refused. It, it was double sided, and then years later, come to find out, you know, my dad. Not years later, a year later, we've we've talked, we had we've had conversations about the about what happened. They kicked me out. They didn't like that I was smoking weed. They didn't like that I was smoking weed in the house. But it's not like I was smoking it anywhere else. It's not like I was being stupid with it. And I, to this day, I wouldn't, I won't understand why they did what they did. So why do you they... understand? Like, uh, no. go ahead. Do you? Uh, go ahead. Do you think like so? The argument was that it was just in the house. Was that it? Yeah. Or it was like yeah. There so was some other thing. Not some other things in was... place. One other thing in the play with I. I'd snuck a guy in the house. Mm. And my mom caught mm, mm, me asleep. Mm. You nasty. Shut up. <laughs> but the, okay, so you remember you were there. Yeah. I have videos of us, bros. Yeah. They would let Olga's guy friends spend the night. Hmm. The day that I, the last day I, I was in my parents' house, I was on my way to a buddy of mine's 
um, he had a kid and I was on my way to go see the kid because he had the kid and he never had the kid because mm. the baby mama didn't let him have the kid. Um, I think I think or you remember telling me the story. But yeah. Ahead. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I straight up told my father where I was going. I had just got off work. And he was like, no, you're not, you know, like and we, we you know, we went back and forth, argued and shit. The last thing he said to me before I left, Andrew, was he was like, if you don't want to be here, why are you still here? Mm. You know, and I was like, I got it, like heard, like I heard it, and I and left. That was, that that was, was the, it. That was I the left. Point. Yeah, I left. I didn't go back that night. The next day, I skipped school. I waited for them to leave. Like I skipped school, and I got into the garage, grabbed all my shit, put it in my car, grabbed all the shit I could, put it in my car, and I slept at the Home Depot that night. Target the next night. I remember I was watching Russian Doll. Have you ever seen that that Netflix? Russian Doll. Russian Doll with Natasha Lyonne. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show, and it's a you show. need. She died. She, it's her thirty sixth birthday. That's when her mom died. It's her thirty sixth birthday, and she keeps reliving it. She keeps dying, and she keeps waking up, and it's still her thirty sixth birthday. Oh, so it's kind of like um, trippy as shit. Like like those movies. Oh my gosh, it was like. Yeah, Groundhog Day, Day, Happy Death Day, things like that. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but it's more, it's, she's a video game designer. Like, it's super cool, it's badass, it's Natasha Lyonne, so she's a badass actress, she's not, like, the crazy, (laughs) ditzy, like, blonde, like, she's a legit female character, strong lead, you know, she's got this badass mindset, she's just, it's it's a pretty good show, and, um, I love that. The, I, and I was always high, you know. I was smoking. I had a, but I was making hella money, and I was I was living in my parents' house, so I didn't have any obligations. I paid my my car insurance to my parents. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, so I had all that money. That's why I was smoking all the time. You know, I'd buy eight at a time. You know. Do you think like um, maybe if uh, marijuana wasn't so like um, so criminalized and so like deemed like devilish that they would have such a big issue with it like say like do you know who my father is (laughs) yeah i'm just saying but like let's say let's say marijuana was never like criminalized decriminalized or like criminalized let's just say uh yeah marijuana was never never got illegal like uh william randolph hirsch back in the olden days you know before we all yeah 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 yeah. let's just say he didn't you know he didn't do anything to like tarnish marijuana in any way Mm -hmm. anything like that do you think like do you think it'd be that big of a deal? Let's just say every the only thing that changed. I know they say like you know the butterfly effect. I'm pretty sure if he didn't one do that, thing changed. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure. Changed, but let's yeah. just say that changed. And future perspective now, you're smoking in your room. Do you think it would be that big of a deal? I think it was a big deal because of my childhood, because of my mom. What my mom dealt with, with going with my dad, and I think she just she was scared that I was gonna be this like textbook stoner i was gonna clean my room but but then i got high like i was gonna go to work but then i got high and i wasn't dude i was going to school i was passing my classes i was going to work busting my ass making this money you know doing good for myself and they couldn't she just couldn't and that's what my dad told me he he was like i don't give a fuck that you smoke weed you were disrespecting your mom you know and that you're not gonna do that in my house under my roof that was their big thing and you know you okay i don't know and this is we've never talked about this we're kind of, we're very different racially. Mm-hmm. Your father is white. Both mm-hmm. of my parents are Mexican. Yeah. I was raised, Draven and Tony, and you've seen it. You've been to my house many times. Draven and Tony and my dad do not clean shit. They don't touch shit. Right or wrong. I mean, 
I've never seen a cleaning episode at the house. Like, I I haven't seen, like, I guess, yeah. like, when I would come, like, maybe it was, like, clean before mm-hmm. or different things like that. Yeah. And I also seen in, like, different households. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the, one uh, ex I was with, like, she, um, she would clean a lot more. I mean, her brother did, like, do they such. Do that's, they, how they, that's how Mexicans are raised. Like, the guys don't do shit. Or, like, they. um. If there's, like, a family gathering, I'll see, like, a bunch of the females, like, get plate, plates. make plates yep. for the guys. Yep. I've, I've seen that. Yep. I've seen that a lot. So, I I mean, I never really got, like, what all that I'm like, the was. One, I'm the one in the family. I broke the chain, and I said something. And if you ever talk to, and you you probably hear it with, like, me and Draven or me and my dad. Um, when we do start talking about something, like, to that extent, like, male versus female, they're very dismissive because oh i'm a female they 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 laugh at all oh she's a feminist like i I don't hate being called a feminist because i feel like that (laughs) relays some hate on the feminist yeah you know but it's kind people use it as an insult like my and not such so much as people i don't give a fuck about other people i give a fuck about my family and the way they see me and if they want to see me as this like snowflake you know like liberal because i want to live my life a different way than they did a different way than they're going to because like i said like, it takes some like pers- culture wise culture and culture that's exact culture traditions the way that they get things done you know it was and okay like okay if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of it why and I, I told i explained this to my parents like i smoke weed because of my anxiety do you remember how bad my anxiety attacks got i, I don't think i've ever got? seen like i don't think i've ever seen firsthand like um panic attack that Mm-mm. like you've had or anything Mm-mm. like that so i can't say like you know from personal experience that i've seen like because mm-hmm. i guess i've never been like around at that time yeah no i mean and i'm always i mean i was always high when you were over um and that's so why i was chill you know but i tried when i was living with my parents i tried lexapro it's an antidepressant um, i think those things are worse for you they're terrible and that was their that was their choice they were like you know if you're smoking because you're sad like get on an antidepressant and I'm not gonna put that shit in my body. That like shit's not from those, the ground, those, natural. Those a things flower. mess you up worse. They did, and just just last year, bro. I, and you can ask Taylor because so I I weaned off. I got off that Lexapro immediately. I was like 15. I kept I started smoking weed. I kept smoking weed. Not started. I kept smoking weed, and they couldn't they couldn't accept it. And it got to a point where they were like, I feel like in their eyes it was just like you're not listening to me. Get out. Mm. Like it was kind of trying to prove a point, and it went too far. But it didn't go too far because I still came out on top. Does that make sense? I don't want to say on top, but I still came out successful. And I think they all think I would have fell flat on my face. I think they all mm-hmm. thought I like couldn't do it. you would run it. back? Yeah, I know they all thought I would run back. And still to this day, they try to get me to go to, to still live at home. Mm. Like, they, my mom misses me at home. She tells me. So in my head, it's like, how the fuck are you going to do that to, to, to your, your, your daughter, you know? And the, the, the thing that gets me the most, Drew, is Draven and Olga live there still, and they didn't, they, they do the same shit. Mm. You know, they're just not as vocal about it. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm honest. That's what I don't understand. I never understood that um, with my parents. And I know some issues like you have with your parents, similar but different, you know? I think everybody, every family has different internal issues that like not a lot of people see um everybody deals with, like their own stuff in 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 their own ways that's what i'm saying yeah so how are we how are you 
or we as not even we're not teenagers i mean i'm i mean i'm 19 but we're not so much as like children anymore like we're gonna get through this all on our, we're gonna be on our own sooner you know we're closer to that than we are to our childhood you know it, yeah. it's we're reaching that 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 point on the spectrum oh, i'm not don't treat me like a child and expect me to act like an adult i mean yeah that's a that's a, that's a good point that's a good point i i, I could agree with that <laughs> like bottom line but i think it's because a lot of the stuff is like um a lot of stuff gets like i guess like misinterpreted yeah that's what i, I, I misinterpreted. would say misinterpreted a lot of things go and you say something and they take it the other way not only because of the cultural difference but because of how times have changed yeah throughout everything how shit what's his name um trippy red just went out on like after one of his concerts and was like stop doing all these drugs if you're gonna some wheat marijuana is the only you know safe drug gonna, out there that's not gonna stop people from doing that. no it's not but i love that marijuana is being but they recognized said, i mean they've said that before like yeah. when um i think somebody said that when little peep when little peep got yeah. like i but think that was off zannies you know that was off the hard shit you, i mean same with juice world yeah and, i mean every i mean i hate saying that mac miller it was all pills it was all that man-made shit you know the 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 stuff that destroys your body that's that's western medicine for you that that in itself i you got fall down a rabbit hole for hours and talk about this shit for hours but it's it's all you're you're a product they make money off you they're not trying to help you they have the cure for a lot of things and they don't they're not going to give it up because they're making so much money trying to still do doing the research on it and treatment and treat yeah trying to find treatment it's not they'll sell the treatment but they've got the cure they're yeah. not gonna sell the cure. I remember um, when they can make millions. I remember um, um, Caden and his dad would tell me that um, sometimes doctors mm-hmm. they um, just because they're doctors they automatically want you to listen to them. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they'll try to like rush a family into like a big time surgery that maybe that that person doesn't need, but they'll try to rush them into that surgery. Not all doctors do it, but doctors some doctors doctors do it it. it's not like something that doesn't happen yeah and he was saying that like before like you know big surgeries would happen like Mm -hmm. you know they would kind of like whoa whoa, whoa, like slow down slow down yeah let's let's uh you know let's kind of do our research yeah and i heard that and i heard kaden talking about that and in the episode one um and it blew my mind because i there was a lot of missing pieces to that story for me too that's what i was saying and hearing him talk about it and kind of fill in some things how Theo stayed at the door and wouldn't let him give them give him that medication. If he wouldn't have, things could have been drastically different either way. Yeah, like you know? one one surgery one way or one medicine the other way and we're we're looking at two different end results. Yeah, and he I mean he is a miracle in himself. I mean that's a given, you know. So everything they did, they did it right. Yeah. And that's all I can say on that because he's still here. Yeah. He's telling his story. He he's 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 made he's made peace with it, and I love seeing that. I still think you know you still have a a pretty compelling story on your own because a lot of people they feel like you are alone. I guess emotionally, mentally, and also mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like for a minute, and it it changed me, but I grew from it. It changed me in a good way, and it you gotta go through that struggle. You have to feel that pain. Right. I always tell people to feel it through when they're going through something. This girl's going through a breakup, and I'm like, yeah, baby girl, just, just you gotta feel it through. You gotta feel that pain, and if you try to ignore it, you try to suppress it, 
it's gonna leave. It's gonna it's come gonna, out of some Exactly. It's gonna come out sometime. It's gonna come out some way. And it's gonna come out worse. Exactly. And it's gonna get. But at the same time, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people can't deal with that. Yeah. They want the easy way out. They can't. They can't comprehend anything, and they can't comprehend anything different than, mommy, feed me. You know, mommy, give me. I want a new shirt. Like, pay for it. Like, mommy, I want these shoes. Like, pay for it. Like, get off your fucking ass and go work a job and get it yourself. You know. What about the, the? I guess like there's been like, um, I guess. I guess like a work system based off like the kid doesn't work a job, mm-hmm. but he works like like really hard in school. I guess and there's like I guess kind of like a a ranking reward system. Like, hey, if you get like straight A's, if you get like um, like you know you get like straight straight thousand class. Yeah, they like, use like uh, incentives. They try to use incentives. In my head, the education the the American education system is fucked up. So to base a child's rewards and not only their mind, but I knowing me, like I was homeschooled a lot in and out of elementary, like mm-hmm. you know that. Um, I love that I was homeschooled in elementary because I learned a lot from not only the world, I learned it on my own. Learning it on your own and learning it from a textbook is two different things. Yeah, experiencing it yourself, learning just learning things on your own, you know, looking it up, wanting to learn, is. Um, the best way to, to to retain any type of information or knowledge you know you have to want it because if you don't want it it's like when you read a book you don't want to read you have to read the page three or four times before you comprehend it but mm. if you want to read that book you're flipping through those pages like nothing yeah you know but i do think um the education system gets really like um messed up and disguises everything mm-hmm. because like a lot of kids don't know like what they really want to do it's all numbers maybe not even that maybe um a very saturated market yeah so you may do really really well really well in school you get straight a's you mm-hmm. can pass the test you need to do you know do everything you can but somebody else that does the exact same thing but just knows more people mm-hmm. is going to beat you out every single time exactly so um exactly. i don't know why people look down on like trade schools so much i feel like it those are stupid yeah a really those are really high in demand jobs for sure, like, but it takes a certain skill. It takes a certain physical, uh, like requirement. And you see how little I am, yeah. dude. It doesn't take much. You have to want it. Yeah. You have to reach out and grab that shit yourself, because nobody else is gonna do it for you. Yeah, I think what people should start doing before just you know uh, jumping into a college, jump, going straight into a you know a straight big time four year university. Mm-hmm. Maybe sit down and actually think about, think about it. what you want to do. What are your connections? Yeah. You know, figure out how saturated is that, you know, that major. Yeah. Figure out, like, you know, where you're at is, like, is there, like, already, like, a a bunch of, like, like psychology? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That, that market is so saturated. And you have to go through, you know. How many years of schooling? How uh, many? How much fucking money? I mean, like, I think it's, it's, I know it's over four because I know you still have to get like your master's and years? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's over four years. Yeah. And, you know, and you can spend all that time for a, a waste when you could have did something like, you know, you know, gone to trade school, exactly. got a good job, mm-hmm. build up a good career, you know, actually start making money. Built on a skill, not only a career. Yeah. And you it, won't, you won't fall that hard into debt if you go to like, say like, a community college or a trade school mm-hmm. and then build up and say you go from a community college 
to a major university, mm-hmm. you're not going to have as much debt as somebody who just jumped straight into, into a major university. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, though, because of it's a pride the thing. glorification. It's a pride. Not only is it a pride thing, the universities are glorified. You know, yeah. that's why they have those um, the sororities and the frat parties. And the, the, not the parties, the guys, you know, they have those incentives. Um, come live on campus, you know, be by yourself, be independent. Um, but in reality, they're just they're they're not pumping them for real life. They're pumping them for this fairy tale job that they think they want. Yeah. That their parents force them or, into. Not think that they want, but think they're gonna get. They think they, they, they don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people our age, Kate, uh, Andrew. If you ask them, if you truly ask them, and and get a get a real response, not just some BS response, they don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And why is that? I mean, a lot of people they think they know what to do. They think they know what they want to do, but then when like adversity hits mm-hmm. and they realize like, oh wait, I have to do this, this, and that, and then it branches off like another subsection. Like, oh, I also have to do this, this, and this. It's mm-hmm. like. Well, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Not only that, that I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But in school, whenever we you were going to take a test, did you actually want to pass the test? It's just that's what I was saying. It goes back to numbers. Yeah, they don't care about how you're doing in this, you know, particular class. They want the grade for it. They want you to pass, even if you don't pass. That's why they had those curves in school because they didn't want those kids staying there. They want the school wants good good reviews and good ratings so they can get more money it's all about the money it's all about the numbers nobody gives a fuck about you individually that's why when they tr- they try to put you in this box in school and they leave you in that box and a lot of people are in that box that's why a lot of people don't know what they want to do what they want to be because they don't have their they started as a blank canvas and school kind of boxed them and left them there does that make sense yeah. I, I know i'm wording it really weird I, I, get, I get what you're saying. You kind of get what I'm saying, you know, and you have to, you have to change it. You have to break the, break the, like I said, the, the repetition. You and I think break like the line, break out of the line. Even when you go to a college, you're used to like, you know, high school things. But a lot of times, like college professors, they're not gonna like. Some of them are not just gonna like straight up teach you. A lot of them is gonna be like, you know. This yourself. is this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Textbooks that, and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, it's that, like they that's do like a lecture. Sum, summed up. Yeah, you get. Yeah, they they, they yeah right. I, I'm not even in college. I'm supposed to be in college right now, and I'm not. I mean, not only can I not afford it, I'm not gonna be all in that. I'm not gonna be in a bunch of fucking debt for the next couple years of my life for a piece of paper that says I can do what I already know I can't do. I can do like I, I, that's why I'm getting the certificate, the certification through Nissan. Like I'm already working on the online things. Online courses, they can send me to Dallas, they could send me to California, they could send me anywhere they want to to go do the in person classes. And then, dude, that's literally how to be a master technician. Yeah, like it's a matter of doing it on not only on my own time, but it's a lot of shop time. But I'm there all the time, anyways. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of people like the people that go to um, the people that go to school on athletic scholarships, mm-hmm. it's not going to hit them. That's such a low percentage of people. Yeah, really actually, people. I know a lot of people who who go to school on a on an athletic. No, no, it, it's a low percentage of people that actually go professional that oh, make money. Yeah, that make duh. money off. Yeah, it's because it's, it's who you know. It's out there, <laughs> but a lot of people just don't get it. Yeah, they believe in that that fairy tale story. Yeah, they believe like Everybody's oh, the, I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm, I'm the, the next one. I'm the one, I'm the yeah. little engine that could, but yeah. like it's not gonna. They're not gonna realize how small the number is. Like yeah. You, just the universities alone in Texas, mm-hmm. 
it's insane. It's insane. Like, but it's not. And it's and it's great. People, it's expected. I mean, I know. I don't get me wrong. I, I get what you're saying, but nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, that, uh, and I don't think they realize that until it's um, late. <laughs> it hits them once they spent four years at that university, whether it be D one, D two, D three in AI, with AIA, nothing to show for it. And then you know they they went all in on this uh, sports. They kind of did the bare minimum. They kind of picked an easy degree mm-hmm. just so they could play. Mm-hmm. And then they get smacked in the face when they graduate. Yeah, you graduated college. Yeah. Now what? Exactly, with what to show for it. Yeah. We know people who have their their college degree, and look where they're at, dude. Oh yeah, I know. I, Everybody does. <laughs> I mean, whoever came to whoever just came to mind when you when we said those words, it's around. You know, people are gonna think like of somebody when they think when when they hear that. You know, and it's just I'm not gonna. I would love to be in college. Don't get me wrong. I was told that I could go to UTI. I was the tuition was forty thousand dollars. If I went to UTI, I'd be set for the rest of my fucking life, dude. I could get any fucking job anywhere I fucking want to. Um, but I, f- I smoked weed. <laughs> but if, if somebody is wanting to go to college and their aspirations are to go to college to get their dream job, I oh, would, shit. like I, I, would I said, go grab it. If I you, would, that's what you want. You can get it. But not even that. I would recommend it's just as hard as you study and pass a test. Mm-hmm. You should do the same thing. Networking. I think networking exactly. is just as important as studying and, you know, being locked up in your room all day mm-hmm. trying to pass this test. You need to put the same thing into networking because it's mm-hmm. just as big of a thing. Got to get out in the world. And a lot of people like, you know, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to join no stupid frat. I'm not going to join no stupid yeah. sorority. But a lot of people like yeah, don't realize like a lot put of people. in the door. Yeah. That a lot of people. It's the it's the people, you know. So what do you got to do? Know people. Exactly. Go out and know people. Exactly. Whether that be because you want to know them or if you're really serious about, you know, what you want to be. That's another thing you have to do. A lot of people are like, oh, if I just study hard, get good grades, you know, I'll be set. It's not no, necessarily true. There's a bunch of people doing that. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's yeah. trying to do that. And if they're not actually doing it, they're cheating off other people, making it look like they're doing it, you know. And they're just going to get screwed in the in end. In school, I was the girl people cheated off of <laughs> because I had all my shit done, you know. Mm. I always felt like I was above school. Um, that's why I didn't really. I mean, it was, I know I'm there for numbers. Like, I know I'm only there as a, like, a, a, st- a statistic in the pool i never really gave up i almost dropped out actually especially after all that shit went down but um they dropped my attendance recovery so i was like cool i don't have to do i don't have to do attendance recovery i finished off my classes there was like two weeks left and then i graduated and got the fuck out of there um never looked back (laughs) (laughs) never looked back (laughs) but i see that you're always progressing i see that you're always progressing you have to yeah all you can do is move forward um anybody's anybody stuck in like a rut that is like say somebody is stuck in a rut not maybe not the same situation that you're in Mm -mm. let's just say they're stuck in a rut everybody's fighting something and then they're not really getting out there they're Mm -hmm. not doing anything what 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 could you possibly like say to them i guess like as a hint of motivation or just like a a shine of light to like say like Mm -hmm. to kind of get them going number one you got to figure out what you want you gotta if you and if you don't know what you want sit down and think about like you and you did and I, it helps if you like list it out you have to make that list and if that's what it takes to like physically get out on paper kind of like do you know it. figure out what you like and then kind of see whatever what makes things, you happy like, bro kind of like i like this this and that and then like okay these are the careers this one has the most things i like on it let exactly. me do that exactly and not even with your career if you're not happy in you know your relationship with what 
not even and that's not only like boyfriend girlfriend with your fucking with your parents with your best friend i see i I see a lot of girls with like these toxic girl best friends who are like oh don't even get me started on girls and friends like i I know like i know this firsthand like you know it's a big joke like you know i know i only hang out with guys but like i've noticed like girls are 10 times more toxic in their friendships than guys are I mean, I do know psycho too. I do know. I cannot. I do know bad like guy friends. You know, they both of them do. But I've, I let's just say, I've seen more Mm -hmm. of the bad side Mm -hmm. that girls do to each other. You said do. (laughs) I've seen more that girls do to each other. I know. I know. I know what you mean. Um, (laughs) I for sure though, and that's why I'm such a. Like, how often do you see me out anywhere with anybody? You know, other than like our family. Yeah. It's very hard for me to keep. To open up my circle but anyway i mean and that that's actually that's important that's what i was getting to cut the people off in your life who are holding you back it takes a lot ev- i mean shit it, even if they're your parents <laughs> head ass like and you can't i'm not saying that i'm not saying you know go sleep in your car you don't don't i didn't that's not what i'm saying it's just you have to have hard conversations make these hard decisions and really you can't ignore you, problems you can't ignore them everybody everybody thinks that it's okay to just ignore it you have to face it head on and you have to feel it through i can't stress that enough it's gonna fucking hurt it's gonna fucking it's gonna fucking suck ass life sucks and it, it life sucks and then you die but accept it you know we're not here to just live we're not here to just survive. Like I, I that's what I've been kind of at lately. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just kind of like, tr- like trickling through life right now. I want to live. You know, me and Taylor were talking about going to Tucson, Arizona, like making a big move. We're working for it. We want a different life. We why, want a different scene. Why Arizona? View. Different, different, so different. Everything, dude. I, I said Arizona because it's super rural it's nothing out there it's easy on the eyes it's not a city you know there's a lot of like culture out there like native american culture there's a lot of cool animals i <laughs> i read i found out i found out a rabbit hole on youtube of skinwalkers over there like by new mexico oh, and <laughs> new mexico and arizona skinwalker ranch man yeah that's over there i, I went uh that's over there last year i went to the trip to no not skinwalker ranch oh. but i went to new mexico with a couple friends of mine uh, mm-hmm. we went to rio doso uh-huh. i think and uh, i was snor- snowboarding and stuff almost like tore my knee off because yeah. you know i didn't know how to snowboard <laughs> i think i gave myself like five concussions but, Damn. <laughs> but it was cool because we stopped in um what is it uh, where the the aliens supposedly had landed yeah well, it starts with an r uh, the not the ranch it's uh that's where aliens are like say it again roswell yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. but like if you drive through roswell it's so cool because they base everything off of aliens, aliens like yeah. you stop by a mcdonald's sign the the alien. m is being held up by an alien yeah and different things are shaped like alien space yeah. i thought it was so cool fuck yeah dude and phoenix arizona is right there that's where all those like the phoenix lights and like all that shit happens i'm not saying that's what that's why we're gonna go it's just that'd be a pretty cool reason <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's it's different and like I said, it's different. It's a different pace of things, um, different weather, different sky. All this, I want stars. I really do want stars in my sky at night. I feel like that will change a lot. Um, it's a, you. It's like I said, back to what we we're saying. It's a matter of figuring out what you want, and then figuring out what you have to do to get it, and then doing those things that you just figured out how to do to get it. And then when you get it, it's it's a never ending cycle of trying to get on top. That's how you. I, I love how you just and I appreciate you telling me that. Like every time, I'm always progressing because that's what I've 
been trying to do with my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, you, you know? got to stay hungry or you're just going to plateau. It, it's, I, I, I always used to tell people I'm on a hustle. Yeah. Whenever I was in my apartment, I was like, I'm on a hustle, bro. Like, I can't, you know, I can't sleep. Like, I got to work. I got to I gotta work these two jobs. <laughs> like, I got to do my home, my math homework, my geometry homework so yeah. I can fucking pass, you know, high school. Um, but uh, a lot of big things I, I went, uh, I saw was like a big motivation for me was like, if you're not going to do anything that day, at least get one percent better because if you're one percent better you're better than you were the next the the day previous and if you keep getting one percent better every day Mm -hmm. it's gonna add up if if you do like you know do something to get like i said that one percent better Mm -hmm. you know you will always find yourself it it's gonna progress yeah it's gonna progress the results will come yeah it's i agree it's not only keeping your eye on the prize is that's what i'll say that is it's, it's that it's that one percent you know it, it does make a difference that one percent does um it was like when i was on my own i was i smoked a lot of cigarettes and did a lot of xanax and you know i'm never gonna i don't think i'm ever gonna give up weed i, th- I feel like weed's always i'm always gonna have that bong by my bed do you feel like it's an addiction in some type of way or do you use I mean, it kind you of like get a, addicted to anything like um, i that i feel like um my addiction um I was glad I never got addicted to anything like any type of substance of any kind. Yeah. I felt like what I really got addicted to was like a person. And then Oh, you're going to a whole different ballpark here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why I, I feel I, like I get it. That's cuz like I've never felt like the need like cuz I've I drank alcohol before. I've never yeah. felt the need like to, oh, to let me it. let yeah. me let me swig down this vodka at 7 a.m. No, like Not but the same. I've felt like I don't think I'm addicted to weed, man. Uh, I did I did stop for a long time to get this job in Nissan. I mm-hmm. tried to get a job back in a shop. I got, dude, you want to hear some crazy shit? I got fucking hired at Mercedes-Benz. What? I walked in and I got hired. They gave, me, they gave me good deals to employees? Guess. It was $28 an hour, bro. What? Guess what they fucking, guess why I didn't get that job. Guess oh. why I'm not working it? Hair follicle. Ooh. I cried. That was another rock bottom for me. Damn. I had made it out of the hood. I was living a good life with the love of my life. You know, Mm-mm. I was unemployed. I was working for a job, trying to get a job. And back in a shop, I was a server at Abuelos. It sucked ass. Fuck Abuelos. Um, <laughs> 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 it's a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> um, and it took me, it took that rejection, dude. Oh, for so many fucking people. Like, I had to learn what I had to change. And for a while there, I did have to give up bud. Like, I had to stop smoking weed. It was such a big part of my life. It was, you know, here and there. And for a good, probably, what, like, two months, babe? Three months? Uh, it was a long time that I, we, we both stopped smoking weed and we did it together. We got rid of the bong. Because we, we, we used to buy the weed in bulk. Mm. Like, and we'd have, we, it was always in the house. We didn't have, we weren't buying, you know, weekly. We had, like, zips on us, you mm. know. And it was, it was every day, you know, it was nothing. And I needed to stop weed. I needed to stop smoking weed to get a job back in the shop. So I did it. Knowing I could smoke weed whenever I wanted to. The, I'm telling you, the day I passed that at-home drug test me and taylor cried Damn. like i we were so happy like we cried jumped up and down you know the next day i started calling i lined up you know honda i'm gonna try a honda hyundai i'm gonna try it nissan i'm gonna try it gay family kia like i'm gonna try it a bunch of these different shops and i got rejected so many fucking times andrew from so many different shops but what did i keep doing like right. i kept having to go back you know while you keep you go in and you talk to those people face to face you keep calling you dude you get on indeed you get on fucking 
LinkedIn. You get on whatever you fucking can and you have to, like you said, make those connections to people. You can't just sit on your ass and expect everything to come to you in your room. That's what I had to learn. I was, whenever I was living at my parents' house, I was always in my room. I was always cooped up in my head and I was like, I want to change things. I want to get out of this pit that I'm in and I can't, you know. And I fell into a deeper pit before I got out of that pit, you know, but I'm out regardless. I remember you were saying earlier about like, find out what you want and go get it. And then you bring up these points about having you about having these setbacks. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for Always. a fact that if you say you want something, you say, you know, everybody nowadays, I want to be a rapper. Well, mm-hmm. life is going to see how bad you want to be a rapper. Mm, exactly. They're going to see, you're going to put something out. All your friends are going to say it sucks. They're going to laugh at you. Or it seems like that. And yeah. you're going to be like, Oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Life is going to see how bad you want something, whether it be the smallest thing or biggest thing. Life is going to see how bad you want something. And I true <laughs> shit, dude. true shit. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, I and I, I know that without a doubt. When you start seeing like all these roadblocks pop up, yeah, you that's what they are. They're obstacles. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta keep gotta it pushing. You can't give it up because if you give it up, it's you know, you didn't want it that bad back. in yeah. the first place. That's that's what I have to say on that, man. Because look at look at everything everything the, the people that win the lottery like 90 percent of them maybe 99.8 mm-hmm. they always go broke because always, they don't because um i remember uh, i was listening to this speech um his name is inky johnson he's like um this football player he made it all the way out from the ghetto got a full ride scholarship mm-hmm. he was like eight games away from the nfl mm-hmm he got injured, couldn't use his right hand anymore, couldn't yeah. use his left leg. Yeah. And he was just like, he couldn't even like take a shower on his own, but he got through like the rest of his school. He figured out how to do this and that, you know, made something of himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's a big part of it. Like he was saying, like, life is going to see how bad you want something. It's going to test you. Exactly. And you, we see a lot of that with uh, what are they, athletes, you know. Like getting what they you have to keep pushing, and that's a lot. That's a lot of, a lot of athletes like rep that you know that whole thing, and that's why I feel like as as a female, I don't watch sports. Mm-hmm. I feel like I speak on for a lot of females um, <laughs> on that behalf. But so how am I gonna you know rela- who am I supposed to relate to as a female to you know keep telling me to push forward to keep telling me to you know don't give up you know it's hard for females to i mean yeah you have but so, so look at females role models. have you ever thought about this females role models are who who do who do women look up to i would say um, instagram models well i would say they look at they look to social media they look to celebrities i guess those would be the more popular ones um am i wrong like those would i would more i guess especially the younger generation mm-hmm. maybe people like i wouldn't say a lot of people our age would necessarily like idolize those people i would say a lot of those people like yeah. but like the younger generation like my interests they probably idolize a lot of the instagram models a lot of time rather than somebody like serena williams or somebody like that yeah 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 yeah. exactly and it's it's sad that that's what we we see a lot of that those copycats and a lot of in a lot of females we see females always wanting to just stay the same and not get out like i said get out of that little box Mm -hmm. and that's why i like to be like me like who i am like that's why i rep what i rep you know, seeing other females. I went to school. I went to, whenever I was in school, I was in that automotive program. They would send me to other schools to talk, like middle schools, to talk to these little girls. 
because simply because I was a female, they would send me out there. And I would love doing it because these little girls, Andrew, they were like, you work in the shop? What? Like, when did they were their little faces? Yeah. I mean, some of them were, but I was like, no, not gross. Like, the I loved seeing Megan Fox in Transformers working on those motorcycles. Not yeah, in like that way. Shut up! <laughs> no, no, I love the fact that it was, and I, I saw that was the first time I had seen. You know, I was like, I didn't know girls could work in the shop. You know, I didn't know. Like, I remember just being young and being impressed. Like, had, like I, that impression was made on me. And then in eighth grade, the the, the opportunity presented itself that the career in technical high school in Pasadena. You mm-hmm. know, that was brand new, and I was like, oh my god, they have an automotive. Um, program I'm just and I did as that's what I did I just I was like I want to do that I'm gonna do it. and I signed up and I wrote the essay and I got accepted and I went and that fuck ass nigga you know ruined shit and I had to um, dip to GCM but I still stayed in an automotive program mm. um, and I you know I finished that through and I mean here I am five years working on cars on my way up at Nissan you know especially in a male in a male dominated industry fuck yeah dude and i'm doing it you know in my little skinny jeans like you know rocking it i don't know i get a lot of do people like i don't know if like people see that you work on their car do they think you automatically don't know what you're doing or you don't know as much as like say phil seymour over here i got a lot of that at kia okay and Sammy, my boss, would back me up. The advisors would back me up. They're like, no, she's better than half the guys out there. You know, she's more motivated, more driven than them. And that's honestly what it is. I run circles around the guys at work, mm-hmm. literally circles. And people see that. Like, I'm still new at that job, and people are realizing it. And my boss, just last week, bro, you want to hear some shit? Tyrone is my supervisor. He's like this 40-year-old guy. Um, he's a piece of shit. He, he always has a stick up his ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only female back there. And he was pretty cool. He was, for some reason that day, he was just angry. And the way things are done at Nissan, we're always busy as shit. There's, we're going through an expansion. So there's a team of about six of us right now. And we're going to expand to a team of like 10, like 10, 10 lube techs. There's like probably six of us right now. Um, some of the oil I left in the line on accident, because we have to call for oil in these pumps and they, they come out of the roof. And when the oil stopped pumping and just stopped pumping, you know, I just retract the, the oil gun back up into the roof. To, uh, parts called, you know, a quart, about a quart was left in the oil lines, which means it didn't come out into the car where it needed to go. The car hadn't left. It was still in the shop, blah, blah, blah. I, so I fucked up, basically. Yeah. That was earlier in the day. And it wasn't a huge fuck up, you know. It was just, it was, I mean, there was a quart missing from the, the vehicle. It hadn't left. My main boss, Mike, was like, just put the oil back in because those guns are very finicky. Like, it wasn't necessarily, it was it was the guns, you know, it was the lines. Um, Tyrone was a dick about it all day, and he was he made this stupid comment. He was like, if we can't, if you don't know how to put oil in the cars, like, go home. Like, he was just being a dick. And then I had went to lunch, I got back, and we I took over this um, Titan for this, these other guys, and I had my partner with me, and they said they sold the brake flush on it, and I was letting my, my boss know. I was like, hey, like, we also sold the brake flush on this, and he threw, he throws his fucking hat down, man, as soon as I said that. He's like, I know what they fucking sold on the car. Like, I'm the supervisor. You're the co-worker. You're the, the lube tech. I'm over you. I'm like, just 
fucking go popping off about how he's and i was like dude i was like yo like i was like dude i'm just making sure you know he's like well you don't have to make sure i know you don't have to check me at all if you want to check something check yourself make sure you're putting the right fucking amount of oil in the car mm. like calling me stupid so i said i was like dumbfounded you know i was like fuck this fuck you you're not gonna fucking speak to me like that i'm going home mm. i clocked out and i was using his his old toolbox he let me use his old toolbox was this at um nissan oh, okay this is at nissan like literally last week um I had some of my tools in his toolbox, and he was like, "Leave my toolbox key," because he he had let me. He was letting me borrow his toolbox because I hadn't. I didn't. I don't have a big one like that size. Um, and that day, he when I was leaving, um, he was like, "Leave my key," and I was like, "Shit, if that's what we're doing, let me let me get all my shit out," you know. Yeah. Like, so I packed up all my shit and I had it left right there, and I went straight. I clocked out. I went straight to my manager's office and I told him what happened. They're all trying to get. Ty- Tyrone's been there for a while and a lot of, so when I first started in Nissan three guys quit the next day that's why they were trying to get so many people at Nissan it's because of Tyrone I straight up told my manager my, my service director he was like I was like he does not need to be in that place of position because he doesn't know how to speak to people mm. I've never in my life been yelled at like that by somebody so angry like, he was so angry you think like I, something else happened he just happened to, i don't give a fuck if like, something else happened like, i didn't do shit to that man no, I'm for him to like, yell at me like no, that i'm saying like do you think like <laughs> he doesn't know how to like handle that and then as soon as like stuff builds up and i guess like you were just the one that set him off and then he just can't handle himself and so he just took it out on you you know and even if that was the case you're not gonna fucking take it out on me yeah. i don't i'm not your fucking rag doll like i'm not the one to try to test like that you don't do that to people you don't do that to a a, a female in a shop somebody and i'm not even just a female you don't do it to anybody and a lot of the guys take it that's why the managers they can't get tyrone out of there because they don't really have a lot of like like hard evidence like people don't stay long enough Mm. for them to like build a case on it they just quit they give up because he's that he's that shitty of a boss but i straight up told them there like a lot of my coworkers are like dude like that's the first time tyrone's gotten like you know owned <laughs> basically yeah. like like told something because a lot of the guys would just up and leave and never come back and i i'm still there he's not gonna it was just if he had an off day cool yes it came out of my money and i made it clear to my managers i was like if this is gonna keep happening if you're not gonna do anything about it it's a hostile work environment like yeah i mean i, I, I understand i understand the difference between like you know somebody who's above somebody but the di- like it's it's not that you need to treat them with like, you know, oh, it's okay. Sweet. It's just no, kind of like common decency. Don't fucking <laughs> take all your anger out on me, you know? Like It's like the mutual respect just because somebody's like exactly. a higher position. And that's what you. it was, dude. I, was, I felt so disrespected and so like humiliated that he would just like talk to me like that in front of everybody in the fucking shop like that. Like I was just so like, I just felt, I and I had to get out of there and I did. That's why I left. I was like fuck this i'm not gonna sit here and take this like i'm i don't deserve that nobody fucking deserves that um i want i mean he's not gonna like we're civil now like he's my supervisor like we're like literally like i'm gonna go to work tomorrow and i'm gonna be fine you know gonna be civil um but i don't we're not cool you know like i don't go to fucking work to make friends i'm there to fucking work make my money um so like don't try to act like we're cool like i'm not you know he's he's just he's kind of 
up everybody's ass. Mm. I'm tired of him. I'm pretty sure that man has like some underlying issues. Yes, bro. I'm He's like sure this. He t- it's little man complex. Did I say uh, that? It's a little man oh, no, complex. I'm taller than him, and I'm five two. What? I'm five two. Yeah. Like a forty Blupa year old. Run, yes, dead ass. I'm angry as a blooper. Someone come get their man's. From Willy, Willy Wonka ripped him a new one, so Fuck he has yeah. to do it the same. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. I was. I want. I mean, I'm not gonna say I want him fired, but if he's gonna keep speaking, and he, he needs he to speaks, be handled accordingly. Exactly. He speaks to all the other guys like that, and they just take it. Mm. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, baby. So like, that, that's another <laughs> kind of chain you're breaking. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm not. You're not gonna sit there and speak. Not to a me pushover. Like that. Exactly. I'm not. You're not gonna step on me, dude. Mm. I don't give a fuck how little I am. You're not gonna step on me. I think a lot of people like think like, oh, nobody's gonna, They're nobody's scared. gonna step on me. Nobody's They're gonna scared. step on me. And then when it once it hits, they just kind of don't react, yeah. which is a reaction on itself. Exactly. And they don't realize no like, response is a response. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, they get scared. No, fuck no, not me. I don't give a fuck. I will. I'll call you out on your bullshit. I'll call anybody out on their bullshit. I feel like a lot of people need like at least like one person in their life like that. Because if everybody's around you is all like goody goody and sugarcoat everything, exactly. you're, you're gonna, gonna live gonna a falsified you're gonna live a falsified life. Thank you so fucking much. You said it best. Episode over. <laughs> Drops my <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but dead ass, dude. That's yeah. I mean I couldn't have said it better myself. But if if there's something that, you know, if you realize like in your life that, you know, everybody just kinda like so it's like, oh yeah, this is good. This oh my is god, good. congratulations! Yeah, if you, like you're going to beauty school, what? Like there's difference. I hope be- it goes good for you. There's difference like, between no, somebody. Bitch, who, there's what? a difference between <laughs> that somebody who says it like it is and somebody who's an outright dick. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay, I agree too. Yeah. Like, and I mean, shit, I can be a dick sometimes, but if that's what you need, you know. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> your needs, girl. everybody needs. Everybody needs like, that healthy mix. You can't have like yeah. everybody in your circle. That's just all. Bashing on you. That's just gonna have like you can't have everybody that's gonna be all harsh on you. Yeah, and you can't have everybody that's gonna like sugarcoat everything. Exactly. I feel like you gotta have the healthy mix. Yeah, for sure. There's some people that are gonna be built that way. That they're gonna they're gonna be scared to be like, okay, I like what he. I don't really like what he did, but I can't can't tell him to his face. I can't do that. It's gonna hurt him. And there's you gotta have that healthy. Like that nigga hurt him. Yeah, not everybody's built that way. So like you gotta find and you gotta build that healthy mix. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to though learn like nowadays. Like I would say, like Taylor helps out a lot with that, and that's who you surround yourself with. It all goes back to who you who you surround yourself with. Do y'all feel like you two are kind of? Uh, complementary opposites to each other. For sure, yeah. uh, for sure, a million times over. That's why this works. That's why this is the man that like I'm gonna marry. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm, I can say that confidently because we've had this conversation, and you know, this is just something that it's a partnership. It's not just a relationship. It's not just oh, you know, you're handsome and I love you. You know, it's not. It's like we help each other through things that we need to get through yeah and we build each other up not necessarily break each other down don't get me wrong we do argue you know we have our everybody has their little spats exactly but it's how you how you work through them you and know like, how you want to perceive work the, like different arguments like you can't just you know one person always be the victim and one person is just always no, like the, yeah. like the executioner <laughs> like, that's just that's the bad guy and this is the person that gets pushed over yeah you know, like you gotta like can you have to take those arguments own up to what you, and you fuck. have to own up when you fuck up yeah you have to 
you have to be able to learn and give and take. Exactly. It's compromise. Yeah. It's a, it's a compromise. It's, it's a lot of people can't comprehend nowadays. And like I said, it takes time, people. It takes a lot of fucking time to know if you really want a, rela- a relationship with somebody and not just a relationship, a long-lasting relationship. Why waste your time if you know... Like, I know a lot of females are like, he's cute now and he's funny, but... It's the, like, the hopeless romantics. They they want somebody and they, they don't want to be... They think they can change them into the person they want them to be. Yeah. You can't. Or, like, I did this. This kind of happened to me as well. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're with somebody, and I guess they, like, quote, show their true colors. Mm-hmm. It kind of hits because in your mind, you kind of created a person who they who you thought, thought they, they were, were. Versus who they actually And are. then... When it shows who they actually were, it's hard to comprehend. It's hard to get over that hump like, oh, wow, this I thought this person was like this way, this, this way. way, and that way. Exactly. And it's like complete 360. And it's like it's hard for the brain to get that. It's like that person was never real. That person exactly. was never Exactly. They were all in your head. It was yeah. what you wanted to see. And that's what a lot of us do nowadays, not only because of – I feel like movies and shit, but we see a lot – I feel like your parents – relationship is going to be a lot of what and it sounds stupid but that's what you're gonna not fall into but if you don't break that pattern they say you know you marry your your mom you marry your if you're female you know vice versa um i don't believe i mean i so into it a certain extent yes but you know if you see your parents yelling at each other all the time you're probably gonna argue yell with your significant other when you're grown because it's like something like that's not learned it's something that you've seen that you've picked up on yeah so the same way in relationships nowadays you can't just do that to a person yeah you have to take into consideration not only their feelings but what they've gone through and what they've endured as a person yeah. on their own you know so that's why that's why like i said we complement each other's life it's like i've been through this and he's been through this and it's not it's not only what is it like matching traumas or like a lot of people i see a lot of that in relationships nowadays too yeah. it's like we have the same trauma so we're 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 together like no it's like what we've been through and we've talked about it before i feel like and I've, i should have told him this i feel like everything i've been through in my life got me here to the point of meeting you Mm. and now we're gonna start our life together does that make sense yeah and i feel like that that's why you have to keep going through whatever you're going through because there's gonna you're going through it for a fucking reason yeah it's not just and i honestly do feel like what goes around comes around you know my like how you said like you that's how you thought it was i've only been in one other relationship and i can pretty much say the same thing you know, it's who you, you fall in love with this person that doesn't exist. And it's too late when you realize they don't exist. Yeah. You're in too deep. Yeah. So it's a lot of pain and it's a lot of like, uh, like, <laughs> like it, touchy, it, like, yeah, feely, I mean, like you don't took- know what's going on because in your head, you never missed a beat, but in it was never, it was all in your head. And it's kind of weird to see like how, up like, from a dream. the other person perceived you. And it's like, um, and how you cope with that pain as well. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I dealt with everything so smartly because, mm-hmm. like we said before, like if you keep holding it in, like it'll come out eventually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like I handled it bad on my part. Mm-hmm. But now, like, now I, I'm like, I'm a okay. I'm fine. I don't, I don't hate that other person. It's just like they're just like 
If they're doing good? Yeah. Okay. If they're all, doing And all you can do is wish them the best. I mean, it's not even do. that. It's just like neither. It's uh, just yeah, like, you don't even have you once they're like out of your neither. head, they're out of your head, it's like, you know. I don't wish bad on somebody and you it's not shouldn't. like I'm not going not going to take away if they're doing good. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah it's no. neither here or there. It's just what exactly. it, it's just kind of whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um and I'm glad I've kind of uh You go through it you grew through from it yeah. and that's all you can do that that's all you can you can you can put it to bed and you can you know not think about it yeah it's, it's a healed scar per se and time heals all wounds yeah. exactly i agree um takes maybe takes a lot for some of them yeah you know depending on like the relationship but i don't know people relationships nowadays are iffy Cause nobody wants to commit anymore. It's a very hard to find, you know, somebody that doesn't want something for a few. Or what I saw a lot of too was people will be stuck on somebody, mm-hmm. and they'll try to cover it with somebody else, and the other person, the person they're covering it with, doesn't know that. Yeah. So they're like stuck. They're stuck in love with this person who's in love with somebody else. Like I've seen it a million times, and it's sad, and it's it, it sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. It really does suck. People are stupid. If if you're if you're in love with somebody, I don't think I and think you're what not it with is that person. I think what it is. A lot of people don't understand the concept of what love actually is. They think like okay. So what is love to you? I <laughs> what mean, is love? <laughs> but I do. I do <laughs> think. I think it's a very complicated emotion to describe. But I'm gonna try to do my best. So you just said it's an emotion. Well, it's a. You think it's an emotion? It's like, <laughs> it's very complicated is what it is. It's a concept. It's very, it's very complicated. I think love should be like, um, not one person. A tit for tat. Yeah, I don't think it should be somebody who's like, just like coming to this person for whatever reason or vice versa. I think it's just like off of two people and then they're like, will there be um I'm going to just say, like, two people who are, like, I guess they're okay. They're established by themselves, mm-hmm. and they come together, and, and they, they, they share that happiness. They don't really, like, you know, I'm only happy, like, They with, build on the happiness. Yeah. They don't, like, kind of, it's not, like, a mass, like, toxic kind of relationship mm-hmm. where it's, like, you know, um, I guess, like, what's a good example? Hmm. It is a complicated thing. It is. I know what you mean. Because um, you think love is one thing. And then, like, how that's, I told Taylor that, too. Like, I thought love was this. But when I finally, when I finally, when you finally get it, you know it. Yeah. And people say, I've heard that before. And I was, I was like, no, you don't. But holy fuck, you do. Yeah. And it's like, there's no worry. There's no stress. It's like, it's always going to be that person and i forgot where i was going with that but i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i really did because i just got so mesmerized i got so lost it's it's watering each other it's it's going through the happiness and then falling out of the happiness and then not only together but it's like you know life happens yeah and then you have to water each other. You Life have happens doesn't mean, you know, lying on each other and cheating on each other and, yeah, and no. backstabbing I, and thank things you. like that. That's thank not, you. That's not, not bumps in the road. Shit. That's no. not bumps in the road. That's toxic Let's just clarify shit that. that you need to... 
Yeah. <laughs> um, nah. And I, I too many people. I see too many people tolerating that shit nowadays. I am <laughs> no, nah. I've I've always and I've always told Taylor I was if you want to fucking if you want to cheat on me, go right ahead, dude. Like, if you feel like that person. Even if it's for a split second in one moment, if you want that person more than you want me, I don't want you to be in my life. Yeah. And at all, in any way, you know. You, you, you go do you. I wish you the best and everything you do, you know. But. There is no, like, oh, yeah, well, I just I just slipped up or, no, you know, I was drunk or, no. Come <laughs> Come I on. slipped and I fell into her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen. That no, it doesn't. doesn't. Nope. And I, nah, nobody can have, people are, there's no way around it. Oh, he cheated because of this. He cheated because of that. So uh, it's my fault and I still love him. It's never your fault. And vice versa too for guys. Like a lot of bitches be like, like they think it's a free card. They think it's a free pass just because they're a female and they maybe they've been cheated on before. A lot of or people, maybe, a lot of people, a lot of females get away with it. Like I, a lot of guys I, get, I, are in relationships that don't that even that's, know. That's why I just that's why I just flipped it around. I'm not saying that like you see a lot guys of don't cheat. Lately. I'm not saying guys like don't cheat, mm-hmm. but I can say there's a lot of girls that don't get caught compared to guys that don't get caught because guys are guys don't think, <sighs> guys do not think, and they and I, I mean I'm and that's not just me. You know, being <laughs> girls are better. You know, girls roll, boys roll. No, it's and I feel like guys think on this like sh- this steady timeline tick like like one two three one two three one two three. Whereas girls think you know two four six one two three three six nine. You know, four eight twelve. Like I can think about so many different things at one time and multitask and be okay with it and guys have i i've realized guys have issues maybe not all guys no i feel like it's more girls that have that compared guys to have the a one track mind like does that make sense they're uh they're far i know a lot of guys that can think of that could do a lot of stuff at once mm-hmm. but the number of girls that can do that is more than the number of guys that can do that it's just it's that and that's i think that goes back to like being a mother like we have to as women we have to bear children that's not our choice you know it's something we're born into we were born with these instincts and guys aren't you know guys supply the nut (laughs) and they supply the food back then they did you know and i don't want to say that's all that that's their only part but the feet the females grow the fetus on their body and i feel like that's some not some only symbolic but it's guys just have like i'm not it's not a bad thing you know it's not a shitty thing i'm not shitting on men they just we think differently and that's why and i've heard that a lot females do get away with cheating not more than men do because a lot of men do it and they get away with it and then they come out with it years later to where it's like well i cheated on you five years ago but you can't break up with me because it was five years ago and i'm sorry you know and it's like no fuck you fuck those five years a lot of girls they won't say anything like there is no coming out there is no i cheated on you five years ago it's just like i told i I told the other guy to shut up and he's gonna do what i say yeah because he's still in love with me yeah dude you love me you want to hear some fucked up shit i pay no i i know i I did i got i got this guy well so actually it was at hooters you remember that chick i saw i fought that chick and it wasn't even her it was her little sister her little it was over her little sister's boyfriend he paid me a hundred dollars I had just moved into my apartment. He paid me a hundred dollars to keep my mouth shut. He was like, "Cause we we did we we canoodled around for a second, and I knew he had a girlfriend. I didn't give a fuck, cause that's how I was at the time. Mm. You know, I didn't give a fuck. Um, yeah, 
este. I don't give. I didn't get. I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter, you know, because I was I was single, and you know. No, it's. It I was mean, just. That's just. The, it came back and bit me in the ass. But men are men are gross. Men will do more than you think to try to cover that shit up if they think. So that's what I don't understand. They have a good thing, you know. You have a good solid woman. You see some bitch with fake tits, and you know you go do your thing with her. You know. Your little hour, two step, whatever. Come back to this good chick, and you're like, it was, you know. And in their head, they're thinking. From what I've experienced, in their head, it's like, it was a one time thing. I'm sorry, I wasn't in the right state of mind. You know, um, it was just, it was lust. It wasn't love. Like I didn't hold her hand. Like I just, like I thought of you when I was coming. I was just lonely. Like no, fuck you, fuck that. You did it because you wanted to, and. If you can't commit to if you can't commit to one person, it shows a lot of immaturity. It shows a lot of you can't if you can't commit to one person, what can you commit to? Yeah. I feel like um you've seen a lot of that on the guys part. I feel I've seen a lot of that on the girls part. Have you ever been cheated on by a girl? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like I said, it's water under the bridge now. Like I don't I won't I won't ever try to like like I said, I don't, I don't hate that person. I feel like I got a great mm-hmm. lesson out of it. Exactly. Same. I've, I won't like, I won't cast like, uh, you know, different things upon them. Like, oh, I hope they, I hope their new person, whoever they're with, you know, mm-hmm. does the same. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah. Because it's a tough thing to get over. But when you real, when you get to that point of fucking, like, say fuck revenge, you know, I wish you the best and everything. That's when you, you grow. You, you know that you've matured. When you can sit there and not think that person like not think poorly on that person but for that person like i mean i don't think like anything it's not good or bad it's just nothing anymore yeah and i feel like it becomes that yeah and i just feel like you know that's just a part of life like some people come into your life and some people just weren't meant to stay mm-hmm. and you have to instead of taking that and like victimizing yourself and then carrying that into future relationships or having that mindset like baggage, oh, yeah. oh i'm not I'm not getting with any female because you know i went through this mm-hmm. i did feel like that for a while i but, was like that for a long the longest time but i realized like i i can't do that because you know you can't shut yourself it's off it's because not of somebody else's decisions yeah, and actions it's not that other person's fault either like the person who like i guess the new person in your life that you know is trying yeah like they didn't do shit to you and that took a lot in in our relationship i would say um because i did get you know cheated on it it did suck and i mean i was 15 and it was like it was it was was, you know my first relationship you know and it was it just sucked and you know now being and he's you know we're so there's such a a drastic age difference Mm -hmm. like he's 25 i'm 19 we've been through different things but we're so Compatible. How, old, how, how old were y'all when y'all like met? I was eighteen. We're seven years apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like terrible. No, um, I'm, I'm just, like saying I didn't like. Oh, she's twelve. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but I think you know, like after like you know, once you're once you're a certain age, like the age gap doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Like once you're like you know above like the the legal age, it doesn't matter. I think okay, but think of and whenever people, this is funny, this is brought up where I was at at the time, I was on my own supporting myself you think i'm gonna be dating some high school nigga like who still lives with his parents 
like working at Sonic? Like, do you do I really look like the type of female to be? That's you know that's yeah. what I that's what I tell people because a lot of oh you're why are you like eighteen? You know like he's like twenty five. Like at work I got a I got those faces a lot at, at abuelos. You look very young for your age, might I add. <laughs> I would have never guessed you going that far apart. Honestly. I always tell him he looked like a god. Like when I first met him, like like you just like, a, like I swear like you just know and yeah. that was. Like I remember, so I wasn't. I then the day we we finally met up in person, it was supposed to be like a one, like just dinner and like just mm-hmm. a chill hangout session. I didn't leave until the next day around like seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven or eight. We spent like a whole like twenty four, like twelve hours together, I guess. And it was just like I remember on the way home, I was in the Uber and I was like, "What just happened?" And you know, it never stopped happening, and it. it I don't think it ever. I know it never will. Yeah. So, I think that's a a great story you have from being at like a very low point to you know not quick but a slow steady steady consistent mm-hmm. uh, consistency pro- is key progression in your life from being like alone like I said you know physic- physically mm-hmm. uh, emotionally mentally to now like you know flourishing in your life exactly. in a matter of a year moving on yeah and you know. you're you're not alone you know you're not alone physically Mm-mm. you're not alone mentally you're not alone emotionally and i feel I, like I, I i do i am i'm civil with my parents i'm civil with my brothers and sisters i'm civil with my family you know that i see and you know it was gonna be i st- I, I i separated myself you know i wasn't at thanksgiving this year mm-hmm. and i got a lot of back not backlash but a lot of people were telling me, like, why didn't you go to Thanksgiving? Why weren't you there? You I mean, know? I know like, a bunch of people that didn't go to Thanksgiving. They were just at, like... Yeah, but it was at my parents' mm-hmm. house, and I wasn't there. Yeah. No. I got... Yeah, Grandma, you know, gave me some shit. They had Jennifer and Theo Vince, you know. They gave me... They, I mean, they were helping me out. I mean, and I love them to death. The, um, I love everybody to death. I'm in the family. It's just... It was hard to... To bring my, to show my face around at that time, just because it was such a sensitive time. Like, I can't even have a civil conversation with my father at this point in time. How am I going to be there around his family? You know, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't about to do it. I wasn't about to sit sit myself, like put myself in that situation to potentially not only ruin Thanksgiving, but feel shitty about myself. And it's a choice. It's a choice every day. Like, that's what, that's another thing. When you have like issues, like with anybody it's a choice to either squash it, be civil and let it go, or to drag it out and be bitter and, you know, hold that grudge. Um, it's a waste of time. They, I mean, they're my parents. I've got to be civil with them. If, um, you know, it's, sometimes it does get, you know, like, I'm like, they can't be civil. I'm going to take a break for a while. And we have, and I should have told them, like, every time I come around, y'all are making these slick-ass comments, and I'm not, I'm not here for it, you know. You act like you want me around, but when I come around... You kind of shit on me, and I'm like, I'm the joke, you know. I'm yeah. like, I'm the, you know, the butt end, um, per se, you know. So, I did, and it, but it, okay, that's another thing. It it takes a voice, baby. Like it takes you have to. If it hurts, and they keep doing it, they probably don't know it hurts. You know that Billie Eilish song? She says, um. If they know what they said would go straight to my head, what would they say instead? Hmm. I've ex- I I think I've heard like maybe like two songs by her in there because it was on the radio, but I've never actually listened to her in depth like that. It's a it's a, I can't remember what song. I think want to say it's her newest single, and it's a it's a real slow song. Like I mean, Billy I love Billie Eilish. Um, 
I was listening. Me and Jenica were listening to her when we were like real young, you know. Like we were like sixteen. Like she's been f- making music for a while. She just now blew up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like so those lyrics when I hear them, it's like words mean more than and that sounds so stupid and like you know sticks and stones are the wounds but words may never hurt me did you ever hear that when you're little yeah. i think that's bullshit that we were taught that because words hold a lot of power and words hold you know you hear a lot of rappers say you know my teacher never said i would be shit if you're rapping about that when you're fucking 30 years old and you're famous and you're like you know i don't feel like it's only because you know it's a good line they're probably still bitter about it, yeah. you know? Like, that and shit sticks fuel. with you. It's exactly, it fuels the fire. It fuels the creativity, you know? I, I told him the other day, I paint a lot. I was like, I put the pain in, um, what was it? Painting. Because <laughs> I'm always painting, oh you know? <laughs> it's just, it's... Yeah, we gotta edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, that's, that's, you gotta use it to, yeah. to your advantage. You gotta... You can't just stay where you're at. I feel like um, this would be a good note to um, end on in this this last message. It was um, another thing that Inky Johnson said. He said, um, you have to fall in love with the process. Yeah. Because if you don't have the things that the process creates, you won't keep it. Exactly. There you go. Let me get that tattooed on my back. (laughs) (laughs) No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So if you're know, listening, so just you got to fall in love with the process. You got to, no like, like you said, feel through. Hustle. It. Yeah. Feel, you feel it through. You you stay on that hustle. You stay on that. You stay to stay driven. Stay determined. Eyes yeah. on the prize. It sounds super cliche, but. It's true. That's literally all you can do. <laughs> I want to give another thanks to DJ for coming out here. Of course. Thank with you. her long journey over here, long trek yeah. over here, and I'm it's it's still working through, you know. Yeah. Like I'm still, you know, pushing, and I'm still um, surprising myself, and I love that. I love I love the growth. I love seeing the growth, and I feel like everybody everybody deserves to, yeah, because everybody's capable of it. So, well, thank you for coming out. Thank you for bringing this message, <laughs> and thank you for being on the thank you third for giving episode. Me a platform too. I, I was you. super excited. I really was, and right. I appreciate it. And I hope somebody listening to this, going through something similar, can take something from it out of all of out of all of it. You know, um, DJ the Creator. Follow her. I'll I'll probably tag on IG. I'll have her tagged uh, wherever that's, I post this. That's pretty much the only social media I have. Yeah. So. Get at her. Follow it up. Like, <laughs> like it up. You know. All right, and thank you guys for listening. Bye, y'all.